they claim that our eyes will just be created a slightly different from what they are when we talk to the same Welcome to Strange Familiars. If you've seen a cryptid like Bigfoot, we want to hear your story. If you've seen a UFO or an alien, we want to hear your story. If you've seen a ghost or anything paranormal, we want to hear your story. You can email us, strangefamiliarspodcast at gmail.com. Good evening, Allison. Good evening. To the full moon. Is it? Maybe. <laughs> this, I don't know. Is it March? Everything's a blur. Everything is a blur during I think this. it might be somehow close to the full moon. We, we enjoyed a much-needed break from the 90-plus. Yes. It's just been brutal. The weather's just been brutal. A little break today. Well, tonight, going way back into the, the heady days of June, <laughs> I was on Sasquatch Chronicles with Josh talking about our book, mm-hmm. Where the Footprints End. Wes was nice enough to have us on. But before our show, he played a preview on the episode before. So he played a little preview of me talking about Where the Footprints End and some weird stuff associated with Bigfoot. And then he went into this encounter, as he does. I'm listening to this encounter. The guy sees a Bigfoot, and he says he sees it in York County. Yeah, I'm like, wait, that's our Bigfoot. <laughs> right? <laughs> So I thought, like, for a second, I thought, Wes did that on purpose. Like, he paired me with that guy. Yeah, but like, he doesn't remember where everyone's from, well, I wouldn't well, imagine. Well, I think he knows where I'm from, yeah. at least. And so I shot him a message. I said, hey, did you do that on purpose? And he said, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, it was a complete coincidence. <laughs> I said, well, that's my neck of the woods. I said, is there any way you can put me in contact with this witness? And this is not something that Wes normally does. I said, just give the witness my information and leave it up to him. You know, Mm -hmm. if he wants to contact me, I'd love to talk to him. I do try to document every Bigfoot sighting in York County. That's kind of what I'm trying to do historically and up through now. That's one of the things I want to do is just document literally every Bigfoot sighting in York County. So Wes was nice enough to put the witness in contact with me. And the witness was nice enough to meet me at the location where he saw this Bigfoot Which creature. is not particularly close to where he lives. I mean, he really did travel some distance to, to meet you there. Was yeah, he lives in Baltimore. So he came, and this is northern York County where he had his sighting. So he drove quite a way. It was very nice of him to meet me there. So I want to thank Wes for putting me in contact with Scott, the witness. You should check out Wes's interview as well with him. Check out every episode of Sasquatch Chronicles. It's one of my favorite podcasts. I absolutely love Wes and Sasquatch Chronicles. And I want to thank Scott for meeting me out there as well, because again, he drove a long way to meet me out there. I have to say he was an absolutely fantastic and completely open and convincing witness. I have no doubt that he was telling me the truth. Mm-hmm. The way he described it, I wish I could have filmed it, really, because he was showing me the way it moved and him not being from around here. Mm -hmm. 
he would have had to take weeks to scout out a place that matched the description that he mm-hmm. gave Wes, you know, if he was making up a story. Yeah, and he did contact the police, and there was another person involved that saw it at the same time. Yeah. 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 But this is another one of those stories, kind of like the one I said was kind of a turning point for me, where someone came up to you and told you their story and was so deeply affected that it really changed my mind about what people are seeing. And this is a very similar kind of interview in that... When I, I even just listening to it the second time, I was like, "Whoa, this guy saw something." <laughs> yeah, you know, he seems very honest. Let me mm-hmm. say, say that. You know, yeah, I, he seemed incredibly genuine. I think I'm a pretty good judge of character, and, but beyond He's that, been hanging around with me for a long time, yeah. so who knows? <laughs> beyond that, if you listen, he will come back to certain details in the interview and reference them again, and they're consistent every time. And that's what I noticed when I was editing it. Mm-hmm. I was like. Wow, he came back and he actually, you know, referenced that again. And it's and natural. He's very it's not like, I mean, on occasion, like it'll almost seem as if people are reading from some sort of formulaic thing, like, oh, oh, and then this happened, and then this happened, and you're like, whether it's real or not, you, you just wonder um, how much of that is like a firmly ingrained memory or something they either embellished or right. or are laying on top of something else. But this seemed entirely natural, like. He could show you the place and tell you what happened at every distinct moment of the whole experience. And he was palpably afraid. He wasn't super happy about being there. Yeah. This was, I think, two weeks after he had a sighting. Maybe a week and a half. So it was very soon after he had a sighting. Mm -hmm. Pretty awesome to be there and to be on site and have him describe this to me. Now, before I play this interview, I will say... There's a lot of traffic. You really were on site. <laughs> this, this was a roadside <laughs> sighting. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear a lot of traffic noise. We're talking loud on the interview because we're talking over the traffic and so forth. And the place where he actually saw it was kind of private property close to this road, right? Right. So yeah, there, so he there is pulled... a, a rural component to it. It's just not accessible. Exactly. Yeah, this, this is kind of a busy road that cuts through this rural area. He had pulled off the side. He saw this creature kind of down in a gully. So hopefully the traffic noise isn't too bothersome. You were listening as I edited it, and you said it didn't seem to bother you too much. No, if anything, I felt like it really, I could really imagine what it was like to be there. That's there. Sometimes it happens. That's the the good and the bad about doing on-site stuff. Sometimes you you get the background noise. Sometimes it's nice crickets, and sometimes it's loud cars. (laughs) (laughs) So... Let's go ahead and go to this interview with Scott. Uh, After we talk about Bigfoot, Scott was a paranormal investigator, still is, and we talk a little bit about some of the investigations he did, and he tells a pretty cool story about one particular investigation as well. So there's more than Bigfoot in here. All right, so... We're here talking with Scott at the sighting, or the spot where he had a sighting. So, were you going this direction? Uh, yes, I was going this direction, and again, as I passed over the bridge, probably towards the end of the railing is where I parked my truck. Okay. Just so I can On, on the other side? On the other side, correct. Okay. I'm yeah. not sure if this is east-west. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little... <laughs> This is a little further north than, than uh, this is right on the northern edge of the, of the yes, county. Yes. So I'm, I'm in the southern part usually. Okay. So so what did you see? And, and so, uh, did you see something as you were coming this way? As I, as, we were, as I was traveling this way, if you see that 
it's, it's a tree, but it's a smaller tree that's right there. Yeah. There was something leaning to the side of it. Okay. And again, my first thought was, wow, look at this bear. That's a huge bear. So you know what? Let me pull over. Let me get a chance to look at this bear. And as I was saying, I left my phone because I just wanted to hurry up right. and get out there. I didn't think of, wasn't thinking about my phone. Right. Now, I don't know if it would be easier for you if we walked down to where I was actually looking yeah. at. Because yeah. again, this was just a brief moment seeing it, and then I passed through and then had to come back. So yeah, want, I'd, I'd like to do that. Okay, yeah. The first time in the truck, that was the first time I had seen it. So as I went through this little small opening here, I saw it again and it seemed like it got bigger. And I said, you know what? I think I'm gonna pull over and I think I'm gonna see what this, what this thing is. Huh. Keeping in mind that my mind said it's a bear. It's no other it's nothing See, I think I think on Sasquatch Chronicles you said could you have said reverse the numbers, 283 instead of 382. I've, I told, when I told you I was in a place, I had totally reversed the numbers. Yeah. Now this is because where, that's a little bit further south, and I was looking around there. I'm like, where was he? Where was he? Where was he? And I could not figure it out. I remember what? I remember touching this pole. You can actually stop right there. I remember touching this, and I came and got it right here. So okay. if you look at this little opening, oh, okay. Me, yeah. That's where it was. And it had its back to us. Meanwhile, I'm like this. I'm saying, what is, and there's no traffic here. Nobody's driving around. Uh -huh. When I, so when I did this, I saw the other, he was driving a blue Honda, I believe. He pulled over right behind my truck and runs over here saying, man, did you see that? Did you see that? And I said, absolutely. I saw it from there. And I said, and it's right here. So again, we're looking at this thing. We're looking at this thing. And by the way, if you have any questions, you know, I don't yeah. want to go get ahead of myself. But as we're looking, it's still squatted. It's still, it's basically like this. Wow. And I'm saying, that thing is huge. And I could tell that it was doing something. I couldn't tell what it was doing, yeah. but it's like it really wasn't paying attention to us. So as he came over as a, let's just say his name is Gary. As Gary comes over, he's looking and he's like, what is that? And I said, I have no idea. He was kind of loud. And the way I tried to explain it is if... If you walk into a room or walk into some place where someone is not supposed to be, mm -hmm. their body motion is, oh, okay. Right, right. Th this thing's body language, it got here and was just kind of like, and it started standing up. So as it started standing up, I noticed the bottom, I'm first of all looking at the arms. Uh, the arms from the back were massive. It looks like a, like a bodybuilder. That's the best way I can describe it. Uh, if you're looking at his, I was looking at his hands. Because I'm trying to say, okay, is this human? Is this somebody in a suit? As a human, when you, if you're squatting and you go to stand up, uh -huh. your hands are going to come with you. Yeah. Which means they're going to be above your knee. Right. Whatever this thing was, that, well, of course, I didn't know at the time. When it stood up, his arm, hands never moved. He just kept going up. Oh, wow. And his hands were right below his knees. And, and at that point in time, that's when Gary said, that's no effing bear. Wow. And I'm, my mindset is still, okay, whoa, way mo like a whoa moment. Is, okay, is this somebody in a suit? Is somebody playing a joke? What is this thing? And I'm looking at this thing. Now, again, when it stands up, it's still got his back to us. Mm -hmm. And if you can just picture a clock which is the way I tried to describe it. If you picture a clock, it went from 12 to one. When it turned to one o'clock, I knew then that this was, it wasn't a bear, it wasn't a human, it wasn't an ape, whatever it was, 
was massive. Wow. Absolutely massive. When it stood so up. So this is by that tree down there the whole time? The entire time. Uh -huh. It's right there to the right to the right of the tree. Uh -huh. What I was pointing, I'm jumping ahead of myself a little no, bit. It's okay. When the officer came, I pointed to the tree and I said, look, if you see, because as a matter of fact, it's still there. I said, if you see that top branch to the right, that's the tallest. Okay. If you go over across from that, there's a small little opening. That's how tall that thing was. To me from here, that looks like that's about eight and a half, nine foot tall. That is... Again, I'm looking at, at least, the tree. I'd at say least. at least. <laughs> I'm, again, I'm looking at the tree and I was yeah. trying, and I told him, I said, look, that's how tall that thing was. And I was wow. like, so you're telling me? And I said, yes, I'm telling you. So again, when it turned to the one o'clock, that's when I saw its left hand. There was something in his left hand. I'm thinking, okay, I don't know if that's a dog or a goat. Whatever it was, it was deceased. It, mm -hmm. was, it was black. It had a little bit of brown on it. When it turned to, when it, when it was at the one o'clock, it came from around the tree. So you could see whatever it was, was dangling. And the neck was broken, obviously, because it was draped over the left fingers. Wow. So the thing is standing there like this. It hasn't moved. It's just kind of standing there. And I'm thinking, oh my God, what is this? You know, mm -hmm. we're still kind of sitting there looking. At that time, we're kind of like, I'm in shock. I'm still thinking, big man, man in a suit. What is this thing? It turned to two o'clock. Now, I, I can't quite describe the movement of this thing because it was just freaky. But if this is if this is twelve, this one, it turned. God, I feel like I want to do a breakdance move. <laughs> it turned to two o'clock and just kind of head and shoulder kind of looked directly at us. And I'm like, at that point in time, I knew because when I'm looking at the face, it's Neanderthal. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing I could think of, and I'm thinking. Oh my God. And when it turned, it made a noise like a, a, through its snout or through its nose, kind of like a reminiscent of a, of a bull. Okay. You know, it just, like a snort kind like of. A snort, but it was loud. It was like a. Uh -huh. like, oh, okay. So we're both, we're both still looking. When it made that noise, again, we're at two o'clock. It turns towards us, takes the thing in its left arm. I'm not going to drop the way it did because, again, as I explained before, I cannot describe the drop-down movement of this thing. It was almost like it was like a transformer, uh -huh. and it got down. Uh, I tried to describe it one way. If you're a human and you drop down to do a push-up, uh -huh. you take your right and left arm and put it to the side of you as far as you can go. You take your legs and spread them out as wide as you can where you almost look like the letter X. Okay. That's what this thing looked like when it went down. Because, again, it's right there in the weeds as if to say... I'm going to drop down so it doesn't see us. We're looking because it's, it's, jet black. it's jet black. And it's, again, right there to the right side of the tree. It drops down on all fours. And I'm telling him, when he did that, I said, get your phone. Get your phone. Grab your phone. Right, I wouldn't right. have had time to run to the end of this railing and come back. I said, grab your phone. He's looking at me this way. He goes to his pocket. He, gets it, he pulls his phone out. When I tell you that whatever this thing was, took off like a jet it went from the prone position in one move it went shoot gone i mean and it went that way so you can almost see like a trail when it went it booked towards that way wow blink of an eye that thing was gone never in my life whether it be tv i've never seen anything that big move that fast never in my life so you know the one thing of course i forgot to tell which again it's not a, not a shame to say it did take us, it, it, when it turned around towards us, 
and did the thing up on his arm. It took its right fist and slammed it into the ground. I mean, you could hear it. Ooh. At the time, there was water there. Mm-hmm. But he was like, whatever it was was on the edge of the water. It took its fist. Boom! I mean, you could, not you could necessarily feel it, but you could hear it. It was, you know, reverberating like a boom. At that point in time, I, I lost my body functions. I urinated on myself. It was oh, like, because it, it, it gave us a look as if to say, here I come. Right. And we're here. And I'm thinking, okay, if this thing decides to go through all of this, there is no, there's nothing I'm going to be able to do. My truck is there. This guy's truck, this guy's car is in front of mine. Oh. We're both going to be goat human food, whatever you want to call right, it. Right. So again, when it did that, I lost my body functions. I'm telling the guy, get your phone, get your phone. The thing turns, gets up, of course, from the little squatter position, gets up and just jets. I've never seen anything. It was kind of a creepy, creepy transformer type Cheeto on steroids, whatever you want. It took off immediately. And the only thing he saw when he looked up was the trees. That's the only thing. Because wow. there was no wind. There was nothing. There was no wind out so here. So it, it covered that ground that quickly. When I say, was it four seconds? Because it hit, it hit the ground. I got scared. I looked at it. It got up. Because when he did that, I said, get your phone, get your phone, get your phone. When I looked back, the back of it was, was I'm trying to see if I can get a, okay, you see that tree that's in the back? It's like a bush, almost looks like this. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's where its back was when I said, get your phone, get your phone. I turned around and that's where its back was. Wow. I said, holy, so now you start, wow. you start asking yourself, did I see this? Sure. Did I see yeah. what I think I saw? Because yeah. nothing that big is supposed to, first of all, not, you're not supposed to see anything that big. Right. That, I mean, that thing. Not is, in Pennsylvania, yeah. Pennsylvania, I mean, unless you're traveling to the moon, All right. you're not going to see anything that big, number one. Number two, you're not going to see something that big move that fast. That thing was the fastest thing I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. It was absolutely mind-blowing. Now, I, just to clarify, and, mm-hmm. and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I've talked to a lot of witnesses. When you talk about the way it moved, was it like super smooth? Is that it was uh, when you say move, you meant run away yeah, or the it, drop? Yeah, like when it ran, was running. When it ran away, it didn't look as though. You know what? I got a perfect explanation. It looked as though it was on one of those. Uh, oh my gosh! Yeah, now I'm bringing up movies. <laughs> uh, the movie uh, they use this prop in a movie. It's like a moving, like the ground is moving, like you see at an airport. Mm-hmm. You go to the airport. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't yeah. know what those things are called. Uh, like a treadmill or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically, like a treadmill, he was on and running at the same time. Or, just, or a moving sidewalk. So so smooth like that. Very, yeah. very smooth. It's almost like when I when I actually turned and I saw it, it almost looked like it was gliding. I, I don't okay. know how else yeah. to No, that's what other people describe. say. They say it's almost like they're skiing or yes, something. exactly. Yeah, they exactly. just go zoom. I mean, it just, when it dropped, when it picked that thing up, and turned it was wow and all you could see again by the time he looked up all you saw was the trees and i'm like okay maybe he ducked down because i didn't see him going to go through the trees i'm thinking uh-huh. i saw it take off initially i was like get your phone get your phone look back and it was gone I oh said, wow you've got to be kidding me so that gave me the mindset of i could either stay here and and figure out what i saw or i can get to my truck 
Because if that thing decides, you know what, I'm gonna go back and get the arm. There's absolutely nothing we could have done. Right. We would have been stuck here saying, oh my God, that thing would have had us in split second. Yeah. A split second. So yeah, as far as the movement, very, very smooth. Very smooth. You didn't hear anything. Wow. So again, before, because I thought it was further south, I was like, how does this, how does this compute? Up here, further north here, uh -huh. I've taken a ton of Bigfoot sightings around right? here. A ton of them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I got a guy, probably as the crow flies, he's probably three miles, two, three miles that way. Okay. And he's seen him on his property multiple times. He's, he called me, first time he called me, he's like, you don't think I'm crazy? I said, what? And he told me a story about seeing him. And he, I went out to his house the, the day after he saw him. He had a pond on his property, and he saw two of them across the pond. He was, right? he was spotlighting for deer, and he caught them. Oh, my God. And he wouldn't even go across the pond. <laughs> he said, I'm not going over there. You can go over there. I'm not going over there. Sorry. Well, upon looking at it, I don't blame him because, again, you know, one little small thing I forgot to mention. When it did turn and look at us, I think I described it to West. it looked as though someone had taken pillows and just shut, you know, if you take two pillows and put right. them under your shirt, yeah. there's a barrel look. Wow. He turned around, and first of all, the shoulders were four feet across. I mean, easy. Oh, wow. From the back. When it turned, it was almost just as, his chest was just as big this way. And I'm like, that reminds me of a, like an, an Arnold Schwarzenegger with the size of Andre the Giant. Right, You yeah. combine the two. Chest was huge. Arms was massive. Wow. And the back, the back was that of a, of a V. That's the best way I could. It kind of started up at the top at four feet and probably narrowed down to about two and a half to three foot. Wow. So the thing was this way. I mean, just <laughs> massive. Oh, I said, oh my God, look at the size of this thing. Absolutely incredible wow. beast. And what time of day was this? This was uh, 9.30, 9.30 in the morning. Okay. And this was on, uh, what is it, are we in June? <laughs> yeah, we are in yeah. May 21st, which was on a Tuesday. Okay. 2020, standing right here in awe. Wet pants and all. <laughs> oh, man. Holy moly. Absolutely. That is incredible. close. Yeah. Again, I, I described that as about 30 yards, maybe? 30, 35 yards? I, I put it yeah, in there somewhere. Certainly close enough to know what you're looking at. Yes. Yes. Wow. I could see the eyes. I could see the, the hair, which was matted. The hair was kind of matted on the face. I described it as a Neanderthal person or Neanderthal man with just a lot more hair. Mm -hmm. You know, we got the, the same little leathery bumpy skin you know right up on right near the nose right in the nose area but you could see the you could see the bone kind of like the bone structure right above the eyebrow mm -hmm. especially when it turned because you're thinking okay that's either a well put together mask or that's a creature yeah <laughs> one of the two you're not i mean your county being what it is you're not going to be in a costume out here somebody's going to shoot you that's, absolutely and again if it had, if it had not moved and it stayed right there, I could probably pass out. Okay, you know what? That's somebody on stilts. I don't know anybody in the world that can run that fast right. on stilts. You're right. not going to move that fast. You're not. The muscular, the texture of it, the thing was absolutely monster. Wow. Absolute beast. So I've kind of been torn as to do I want to see one again to validate or, but again, I really do. But that. Did I get lucky on this encounter because it had its food in its hand? You know, it, well, I want to run across that again. Yeah, I. Uh, it, so I've I've never had an encounter like that. I've had an encounter with things in the woods, which I don't right. know what they are, right? Because right? I didn't see, right. didn't get a good look at them. And 
and what I tell people is like, whatever it is, I think it's capricious. You know, it's mood changes on a dime, there and you, you never know what you're gonna get. Sometimes it's like playful. Like I was camping up. There's an area called Pandemonium up in Tuscarora Forest. Mm -hmm. I was camping there. I was woken up three in the morning by wood knocks. Boom, boom, oh. boom. So, so we were six miles from anywhere. There was nobody around. We, we walked around in the day to see what was around, just make sure right. there's nobody camping there. So something with hands okay. is hitting something. Bam, <laughs> right. bam, bam. Wakes me up. I actually had the, uh, enough sense to hit record on the recorder when I woke up. So I actually have, you can hear it in the, because in stereo, you can hear one knock and you can hear it answering the other channel. Oh, you can actually, and so there's more than one thing knocking. Then they walk around, they walked around us, whatever it was, walked mm -hmm. around the camp for the rest of the night. We were up for then, me and, it was just two of us. And uh, in the morning, yeah, it's not it, a cop, is it? I was, I was uh, looking, it made me wonder like. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, if it, I think they're just turning around. Okay. In the morning, I had my pack tied to a tree and I untied it, I hadn't gone around the back and I swung the, the cord around there it was tied up with. Mm -hmm. There was a, a spring that was twisted into it. <laughs> Whatever was came into our camp while we were asleep and, and did that, like something with hands had to do that. Wow. So that was very kind of wow. playful in a way. Yeah. <laughs> but I've also had, I, I just, I don't trust the stuff. Like I'm real careful about it. You know Absolutely. I mean? It's like people who, who like play with it and, and uh, do gifting and stuff and leave food i always no. real real cautious with them like you got to be careful because whatever these are we don't know like their motives or anything yeah, exactly like, they're temperamental but, you don't know exactly what you know what you're running into so you said the, the hair was all black yeah the hair was all black um you could tell that the hair on the head and right near the shoulder was just matted mm -hmm. i don't know if it was sweat i'm not sure what it was but it was just like matted hair again there was no smell the only noise it made was the Hitting of the fist and the snort. Right. And I think you had mentioned something about being able to get a sample. As you can see, there was no place for me to go around. I mean, oh, I yeah. gone all the way around possibly. Yeah, I wouldn't. That would have been my first thing. Let me go down there. There's got to be a hair sample or something. But again, I was like, eh. Hey. Again, your county being what it is, I wouldn't. I would go down there right no. now because it's private property and somebody's going to yeah. get. Well, I, was, I definitely wasn't going to do that again watching the way that thing moved it wouldn't yeah. take long if I'm out there what if it left its food down there or something yeah you know, but I know it didn't because it tucked it right. up under its arm and just jetted wow again eight and a half foot creature that, that runs the 40 in two seconds is not something I need to be around yeah yeah <laughs> Man, it's so interesting though um, it's really interesting because like I said when I thought it was further south I was like not that I didn't believe you, because right. I get enough reports from all over, but I was like, wow, that's a that's a weird area. Right. But now that we're up here, I'm like, okay, this makes way more sense because I get, re like like I said, two, three miles that way, mm -hmm. I get reports that way. Not that, I don't know what they are. I don't think they're a natural creature. I think there's something weirder than that. Right. That's just my opinion. I don't know. Um, of course, everything you saw sounds like something that <laughs> would be a natural creature. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you, you know, it had a prey. And it, exactly. You know, it it, it it was there. Like, I, I have no doubt when people see him, I've talked to enough witnesses like you, but I know, I can tell by looking in your eyes, you're not lying, you're not making something up. No, <laughs> no. And it's, it, I've talked to enough people very similarly. I know people are seeing stuff. I know what I experienced was real. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't make that up. I, it, you know, so, I just, I don't know what, what they are. I don't know, the only, you know, but I'm very, very interested 
Granted, they figured it out. As I said before, I've never run into, I've never seen a bear in real life. But I'm close enough, as you can see from here, I'm close enough looking at this thing to say when it stood, when it stood full, full tilt and was three quarters away up that tree there, mm -hmm. I knew for a fact. Unless that's a polar bear or a grizzly, right. there's no way that's a bear. And the arms were too long. Right. You know, had it had short arms, you kind of question, but this thing was full tilt and his arms was still right there by right. his knees. The bottom of his fingers was still by his knees. And that's not human. A lot of things, like, even when bears stand up, they don't have broad shoulders no. like, like, like we do. They're, there's a different anatomy. They're built to run on all fours. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So this thing here, again, wide V-back, muscular, huge, Neanderthal face, speed like a gazelle on steroids, just, just massive. It's almost like a special type of creature, you know. Yeah. You want to you capture a couple, couple of them and put them in enemy territory, <laughs> you are good to go. Just say, hey, how about it? <laughs> They're going to have a field day. So what the other fellow that was with you, was he pretty shocked too? He was. Uh, I think, because again, he's standing here, he's like this. He's like, and I'm still standing here thinking, what did we just see? So, you know, I, I went to him and he said, man, I can't believe this, man. Can you believe he kept touching me? Can you believe we And I said, man, I'm... I'm still in awe, and he's like, that was no effing bear, man. That's, I've been hunting so much for such a long time. That was no bear, man. He, and matter of fact, one thing I didn't, didn't explain to Wes, he said even if he had had his most high powerfulest weapon, it wouldn't have touched that thing. I don't think, yeah. There's, and looking yeah. at it, I'm like, there's nothing you could have done, not, not from here. Right. And by the time you think you're going to get a good angle or get a good shot at it, it's either going to go that way or it's going to come at you. And if it's coming at you, you better hit him with that first shot. <laughs> you better hit him right in the head or something with, it, with your best shot because if not, they're not going to find you well, or the gun. That's the other thing I, rec I tell people. I wouldn't try that. I just wouldn't even try because... You're going to piss them off. You yeah. don't want to piss them off. Yeah, exactly. Just put your hands up and say, hey, you know what? I don't want to. I think that would be the best option. Let me walk slowly this way. Yeah. I, you got your space. I'm going <laughs> to let you have it. But, but uh, what, the one thing Gary was able to do, which, uh, which I explained earlier, uh, he called the police because his and I heard him talking you know, I thought he called, he said he was calling the, the county police because it was a non-emergency right which I thought it would have been an emergency and was speaking to them saying look you guys got something out here that's huge you might want to send somebody out here this thing is massive blah 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 and I don't think it took two minutes for the state trooper to roll up really? to us and we were kind of sitting there and I said you know, I've, I worked with the police department down in Georgia for five years, so I kind of know distinguishing marks. And when I saw that truck pull up, I said, "That's a state boy. That's a state." He gets out the truck. Well, that's why I asked you on the phone, and yeah. you were very oh. sure. You were very oh, sure without yeah. question. Yeah. Now, again, yeah. if I wasn't somewhat experienced with the logos and the th different things and the, the uniform, when he got out, I said, "As soon as he pulled up, I said, that's state. No question at all." He gets out, he comes over. The first person he went to was Gary, and was saying. Did you make the call? He said, yes, sir. You know, we saw something out there. It was huge. It was massive. So he took his report literally by that pole. He walks back over because I'm still like this. Like, there's no way. He comes over to me. He starts to talk to me and say, could you describe in detail what you saw? And I described it just like I told you, exactly what I saw, where he was, what he did. And uh, he said, could you give me just how big it was? And that's when I said, if you look at that tree, sir, there's a branch that's kind of towards the top, maybe three quarters away. I said, that's where that thing's eyebrows were. Wow. That's where his eyebrows were. Now, I said, give or take a couple of inches, you're still looking at eight, eight and a half, nine foot tall. And he took his hat off and wiped his brow. And he said, 
So you mean to tell me this thing is about nine, eight foot tall? I said, yes, sir. And then he said, you guys aren't from around here, are you? <laughs> and I remember telling Wes, I said, I don't see where that really made a difference, whether we're here or not. And when he said that, Gary said, you know, I don't give a D. I'm from here. I'm from Lancaster, PA. Right. He said, and I've been, I've been hunting since I was knee high to grass. I'll never forget that statement he made because he was serious. Right. Red in the face. He's like, I've been, I've been hunting since I was grass, uh, knee high to a grasshopper. I've never seen anything that big in the woods. Never. He said that was no damn bear. Matter of fact, the cop had mentioned that yeah, we have had quite a few sightings of bears around here. And I remember looking at Gary, and he looked at me, and we were like. That wasn't no bear, man. That, yeah. I know what a bear looks like. I've never run into one. I've seen one on TV. That was no bear, man. Not unless you're talking about something now, prophecy-wise. Oftentimes, I've, I've talked to some police about this. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, they will put down... They will either put down bear on the report, no matter mm-hmm. what people tell them. Yep. Or they, will, they won't file the report. And the reason why, they said, is, look, this is our career. Mm-hmm. We can't have weird stuff. You know, like we just don't want to have to explain it to our superiors. Exactly. So even exactly. though people tell us, which made a lot of sense to me because I thought it was like some kind of conspiracy before, you know, like because mm-hmm. a lot of these reports disappeared. Right. That made more sense to me when the guy explained it that to me that way. <laughs> but it's very odd that he was here that quickly. Two minutes? I'm thinking. Yeah, that's very odd. I heard what he told him. You know, he just, it was, I mean, he was panicky. But he wasn't saying he was being attacked. It was nothing like that. He just said, hey, you need to send somebody out here, man. There's something huge. There's something massive running in these woods. He said, there's some type of monster out here. You need to send someone out here. And I'm talking not even two minutes later. This guy comes flying up. And I'm like, um, okay, this is kind of this kind of different. I didn't right. expect that much, that quick of a response, especially from a state boy as opposed to a county. It's like right. a county police officer. not too far from here yeah. why would they not so again well that and then your story about the maryland state showing up at your place which was the oddest thing because this was about 30 minutes after i got off the phone with wes and i'm trying to think when did i, sp- I spoke with him the latter part the early part of last week and this <laughs> get a knock on the door and i think i had described it it was like maybe 25 30 minutes because i remember putting the pizza in <laughs> Put a pizza in. It was coming out 25 minutes later. He comes to the door, and I'm thinking, I look through the people, and I see the state trooper, and I'm thinking, oh, man, I hope everything's okay. The first thing you're thinking about with this COVID stuff is, right, right. oh, my God, I hope my parents are okay. I open the door, and he says, oh, how are you? Is your name, you know, Scott? I said, yes, sir. He's like, okay, well, we're just uh, we're just doing a little welfare check to make sure everything's okay. And I said, why did someone call? He said, no, you know, because of the virus that's going around, you know, we're checking on individuals within the area to make sure everything is good. And I said, okay, well, I'm good. He said, all right, well, Scott, you have a good day. I watched him out the peephole. I went to my window. I looked. He went straight to his car and left the complex. I'm on the, th- I'm on the third floor. And I'm the first. When you pull into the complex, we're the first building. So are you saying you went all the way around and checked everybody's building? Then you came to me last on the third floor? Yeah, that seems And decided to leave? That seems weird. I said... I said, I'm not saying conspiracy theory, but well, or conspiracy theorists, but that just didn't seem. Why are you checking on my welfare unless someone called? I don't, I don't understand. Because again, yeah, I wasn't getting any sleep. My eating habits were messed up. Whenever I would close my eyes, I'd see the Neanderthal on a nine foot monster. I just couldn't, I couldn't get my bearings. I lay wow. down for 30 minutes. I get up. I'm staying up for five, six hours. You yeah, know, I had to call in to work. 
want to work, you know, especially if they were going to send me here. Right. So, and of course, I know you said the other day when you thought they were going to send you up here, you weren't looking forward to it. No, I wasn't, because <laughs> I was a little, uh, even driving up here, I had my friend come with me because I said, I'm just, she kept asking me, are you okay? And I just, I'm reliving the moment. Sure. And yeah. when I got here, you know, keep in mind, I went to 238 first. Uh -huh. And I said, I could have sworn it was 238. I said, well, something is wrong. So I said, you know what? Let me just go up here and check this last, what was it? 832, what, 382, yeah. whatever. I said, yeah. Let me just go up there and check that. And as I turned, I'm looking. I'm like, ah, it doesn't look familiar. And I remember seeing that building, that great building. Right. Which was something that, as I was driving, that was one of the things I looked at, like, like it has a steeple, but it's not a church. You know how you just kind of right. look at things? Yeah, yeah. Sure. And I just looked there and looked down and saw the, whatever that black thing was, well, at the time, yeah. sitting by the tree. So that's how, so when I, as I was coming this way and I saw that, she was like, are you okay? I was like, yeah. So I pulled over just to kind of, you know, compose myself. When I turned around, that's when I had sent you the message saying, okay, I'm here. Mm -hmm. You know, and then I got out, I walked over and I looked. And it's just reliving everything. I'm looking for something to see if anything is going to be peeping up at right, me. Right, yeah. Know? I was yeah. like, did it come back? You know, is this a eating grounds for oh, so I, I think I probably told you when we talked. I got attacked by a rabid raccoon. I was hiking with my son. <laughs> I had to kill it with my walking stick. Uh, and that was just a natural raccoon. And that, <laughs> that messed me up for hiking for there a long time. I'm there looking like... I'm just now getting to the part where I'm like oh, relaxed wow. when I'm hiking again. Oh, like wow. it messed me up for you know almost two years. But no, I, I get that. I mean, to me, I think it would be even more like whoa, you know, because that's <laughs> so much more and so much more unusual. You know, yeah. it's weird. And I think the way I tried to explain it is that you know I don't know a whole lot about life and the human body, but certain things in life I don't think you're equipped to see or you're supposed mm -hmm. to see. Mm -hmm. So upon seeing something like that, you're trying to ask yourself. Did I see this? Did I not see this? What's going on? Your brain is like, okay, let me send all of these different things sure. to you because you're not supposed to be seeing something right. like this. And the further you get away from it, the more your brain tries to reason like, maybe <laughs> exactly. it was, maybe I didn't see what I saw. Exactly. Maybe I didn't see what I saw. Exactly. That yeah. was, and again, had that thing never moved and had just been standing there, I would have eased my way to the truck saying, okay, even if that is somebody that's crazy enough to be out there in the weeds, I don't want to meet that person anyway. Sure, right. You know, so let me just get to my truck. But again... When that thing moved, it told me everything I needed to know. That's not natural. The movement is not natural of this thing. The way it dropped down like a transformer is not natural. That's not something you, I think I described it as a, a eight and a half, nine foot spider. The right. way it moved, just creepy and methodical and then gets up to go from moving methodical and slow, like you're trying to sneak through the weeds so we don't see you. Then all of a sudden you're just saying, well, you know what, they're not leaving, let me just run. And then you get on your hoverboard right. and just glide away at jet speed. Wow. That's that's unnatural. Nothing is supposed to move like that. Nothing human. Anyway, yeah. you know? We'll get back to our on-site discussion with Scott in a moment. 90 days to the perfect puppy can help you if you're having puppy problems. Whether you need help with a barking puppy, if your puppy's chewing on things it shouldn't be chewing on, if you need help with crate training, hyperactivity issues, leash training, potty training, whatever you need help with, 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy can help you develop the perfect relationship with your puppy. 
They have online sources like video lessons, a secret Facebook group where you can interact with other people who are also raising perfect puppies. <laughs> they have one-on-one -on -one options available with Tina and the 90 Days to the Perfect Puppies staff. You can find them at sithappens.us. Look for the 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy link at the top of the page. 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy can help you understand how your dog thinks and apply proactive training methods so you and your puppy can become perfect for each other. They'll teach you what to do, but also, and perhaps more importantly, what not to do. 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy. Again, you can find them at sithappens.us. Look for the 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy link at the top of the page. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Now, I do find it very interesting that you said you used to do some paranormal investigations. Yeah, we, I, I dabbled with it, uh, you know, in, in South Georgia. When I was with the, when I was with the police department, I, I dabbled with a group of uh, Southern Ghost Hunters. Did that for a few years and was able to go through, you know, different events. And then the other group that I dealt or deal or dealt with is a Bellwood Paranormal out of New Jersey. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the founder, God rest his soul, he passed away a few months ago. And uh, so I'm not sure exactly what's going on with the group. But during that time, the man taught me literally. I learned a lot from South Georgia, don't get me wrong. But uh, Mr. Higgins, Richard Higgins, he, he helped me. He taught me almost everything I know. Everything. You know, when I was in when I was the Southern Ghost Hunters, not, nothing down against them. But my whole thing was, oh, the cabinet's moved. Uh, it's, haunted. it's haunted. Oh, my God. You guys are haunted. What's going on? My whole mindset changed when I got there go with paranormal because they use the word debunk. I had never even heard the word debunk, mm. which I'm sure if you're familiar with the paranormal sure. world, yeah. you're going into a situation to make sure to, sh to show that it's not haunted. That's your mm. number one. Okay, is it the wind that's making these cabinets move? You know, is it somebody that's in the background making a woo noise, sound like a ghost? What's going on? Right. So he taught me everything and I learned so much from this guy and this group of beautiful people. I learned so much. Do you have any uh, really weird experiences ever doing that? Actually, yeah, I think the, the, the weirdest one, which kind of got me more involved is, um, again, I don't know all of the 
I don't know all of the location. I do know it was in New Jersey. One of the members of our group, let's just go with his first name, his, his name was Fred. And at the time, it was his great-grandfather's uh, property that we were actually, uh, inter um, what am I trying to say? We were actually um, investigating. investigating, yes. Mm -hmm. So he contacted us to say, hey, you know what? I dabble with it a little bit. There's some weird things going on. Did you hear that? I did. Or was it me? Okay. No, I, I just, <laughs> you know, whenever I hear that, I'm kind of like, okay, let me look around. He had said, Fred had said he dabbled with the paranormal, but there were some things going on that he couldn't quite, couldn't quite understand. So he contacted us, our group. Um, Richard went in first, which is what you're supposed to do. He went in, he interviewed, and didn't tell us anything. Mm -hmm. He didn't come back and say, here's what we're looking for. Here's right, what we're looking for. right. He knew what was going on. So therefore, if we actually run into something, we can go to him and say, man, I just heard this song playing. And he'll be like, boom. That's what the customer told us. Right. So to me, I thought that was the best way. It just made a lot of sense. Long story short, his great-grandfather's, I guess this would be his great-great-great-daughter, granddaughter possibly, she was dating an African-American man. At the time, we didn't know that. They were just complaining about, you know, whenever me and my boyfriend were going to the barn, for whatever reason, we didn't get the details, whenever we were going to the barn, you know, tools would be knocked off the wall, you know, doors would flying open, and we're saying, you sure it's not the wind? You know, it wouldn't be the wind. No, there was no wind. We'd go in in the middle of the night. We'd have to run out of there, blah, blah, blah. So Fred saying, you know, he went in there with his monitor, nothing, nothing ever went on. So when we went in, key piece of evidence, we found out that she was dating an African-American man. The great-grandfather, great-great-grandfather was a slave owner. Mm -hmm. So we started putting two, two together. And naturally, they all look at me like I'm a piece of meat now. Like, <laughs> hey, Roland, uh, you want to go in here? So I'm all, hey, let me put my gloves on, my shoes on. I'm ready to go. So. We actually went into uh, went into the barn. We started our little investigation mode, started looking around, doing different things. Me, I was walking with another gentleman. I'm walking up the stairs, and there was an initial, what I thought, it felt like a bee sting, you know, in my lower back. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, yeah, you know, what was that? I said, okay, you know, you got to kind of shake it off because you figure if it's a bee sting, you got it. If it's a bee back there, right. you knocked it off. I took about two more stairs, two more steps, I'm halfway up the stairs. And another one, a little more intense. And I said, oh, okay, wait a minute. I said, oh, my God, man, I must have had some bees in me, some bugs in me. Within seconds, I take my third step, and it's like fire. Like, my wow. back is on absolute fire. I drop down to my knees, and the guy said, are you okay? And I'm like, no, 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 something's in my back. Something's on me. I got some termites and some bugs. Something's on my back. So he goes to pull me out, and I'm, I'm almost in tears because this is, like, ex just excruciating pain. So as I'm going out of the barn, uh, the gentleman's calling Rich. Hey, Rich, Rich, man, something's going on. We don't understand. I think, you know, you got some bees. I'm like, look, just get this shirt off of me and get this stuff off. As they go to pull up my shirt, my phone is in my car. I'm going to show you that before I leave. There are whelps from the bottom portion of my back to the top. And I mean, wow. they're all over my back. Wow. What we initially thought were bee stings can only be explained as possible whip marks. Wow. That's the only thing. And I'm looking at this. They didn't show me. They didn't want to say anything. They were right. like, man, it looks like you just had some hives. Yeah. I said, hives don't feel like this. I, I know I've had hives. Yeah. Hives don't stink. And I mean, so they're taking cream and putting it over it. It's not going anywhere. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't, you know, just, you want to go back in? I said, not till my back heals up, man. This is, right. It's too painful. I don't know what happened. So come to find out that's what we actually thought because we went back in and started asking questions you know we got a couple of responses you know EVP a couple of uh, you know and 
one of the weird part, which I, I never even said anything, you know, earlier about about this. One of the weird things when we start doing the investigation at night, we start doing some EVPs, and we started asking questions like, "Can you tell us why you're upset? Or is there anything you would like us to, right, to yeah. pass on to, to your loved one?" Blah blah blah. If I find that EP, EVP, I promise you, I'm going to send it to you. We asked him two, three, three or four times, "Is there anything you would like us to?" to say is there anything you anything you want to tell us and very faintly you can hear black man wow that's all we heard we were like did you hear what wow i mean we played it three or four times it's clear it says black man that's wow. all we heard so again we're putting two and two together saying i'm the only black guy in the group you know mm. i come in here i'm doing my investigations i'm the only one that got attacked wow i'm the only one that has which they showed me later whip marks you can see it's three it's like three prongs all the way, all the, wow. all the way back. Not four, three. Yeah, that's not a bug. And no. Yeah. And back in the day, which I found out, do some, you know, a little bit of research, that the whips that they used to use for their slaves had the three prongs on them because they couldn't use the four prongs unless you were an absolute runaway or, or, or for example, you may have run away and gotten damaged or gotten bit by a dog or something. Uh -huh. You're damaged goods. So what we're going to do, we're going to make an example out of you and we're going to whip the flesh off of your back. You have the four whips was for whipping the flesh off the back. You had the three whips, which was punishment. Wow. I had punishment marks. I didn't wow. have the four. If you, if you count them, it's three. And it's, now again, they were all over my back from the top wow. down to here. So again, remind me to show you that picture. Yeah. Again, I got it on my phone or I can send it to you however you want me to do it. But uh, I keep that as a reminder to say, okay, I was a believer before, but when something physically happens to you, yeah. you become a wait a minute okay i'm a firm believer now right so but again after that happened you couldn't pull me out of the investigation i said if you guys want to use me you want to whatever i'll put some slave clothes on whatever you want me to do wow. what's going on i will do it i, I love it so again i loved it then i love it now you know yeah when you were doing those evps this is just for my curiosity did you use one of those ghost boxes, or are you just recording? Like no, we we were old school. We believe in having two groups, one on one side, whether it be north, east, or west, and another one on the other side, mm -hmm. so we don't con contaminate each other's evidence or, mm -hmm. or voices or whatever the case right. may be. Right, yeah, sure. So this was basically a recorder. That's all we use. We so use recorders. We use the, um, of course, I, I won't be able to remember all of the names. Of these right, right. But a lot of things that indicated if something walked through a light, Sure. Yeah. Is there? Yeah. I can't remember the name of it. No, my my friend Rick has all that stuff. Okay, all that yeah. all that gear. Yeah. A bunch of dots and stuff that's yeah, on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. He has that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know what they're called either. And I, don't, yeah. I have no idea. But we had we set all of that up. So that was basically old school. Let's sit down. Let's sit down in a group. Each person, you raise your hand before you want to make a question, so we don't contaminate each other. Uh -huh. Raise your hand. Okay, you got the next question. Hey, is there are there any lights? Or who was the president when you were here? Or What's your mother's name? Right, and to see if anything. To see what comes up, because again, nothing against anyone that uses the voice box or whatever those mm -hmm. things are called. I'm not a fan of that because the first thing you want to do, you know, if you're asking questions and a random name comes up, it's really not telling you anything. You're kind of, you're still blind. You still have right. no idea if that's legit or not. Right. But if you are going and you have a voice recorder, you start asking questions and nobody in your group is talking, that's kind of, to me, that's proof. Oh, yeah, that's more... It carries more weight. It carries think, a yeah. lot more weight. I think, and I use a ghost box sometimes, mm -hmm. but I think you can influence that. 
like that's yourself. what I'm saying. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's already, it's already contaminated. Yeah. Because you're already. So okay, you know. for me, it's more of a, it's more of an interesting thing where like I'm putting myself in a place that's haunted or spooky or something it, and seeing what happens as opposed to look, looking for those. But like what you're talking about, I think that's like pure kind of EVP. It's, it's you know? old school. You yeah. Know? And a lot of people, you know, they want to use technology, which again, to each his own. I have no problem with that. Right. I would never throw anyone under the bus. For investigating the way you want to invest sure, yeah, yeah. me personally i like old school let me get some dowsing rods when i'm not near any water let me get some yeah. dowsing rods to see if i get some movement once i get some movement let me put my recorders down here you know I, let, let me do all the old school stuff and that way if i put if i take a quarter which is what we used to use a lot a quarter a ball a doll and we set this down and say look we're not going to talk to you as though you are an alien i'm not going to be Okay, could you make a note? That's not how we talk. If you don't talk to an original person that way, why would you talk to a ghost that way? Right. We're going to, or a spirit or whatever. Right, sure. We're going to try to communicate like we're talking right now. Hey, my name is Roland. It's a pleasure to meet you. Listen, if you could, tell me what you think about this doll. You know, my, my, mm -hmm. my son's been playing with this doll. He said it's a piece of crap. Tell us what you think. You know, we're going to go out. We're going to lie. If we come back and that doll is moved by any way, shape, or form, right. we know that we were able to communicate this thing. Now right. we put our recorders down. Whether it, whether it be, again, whether it be money, whether it be a, a phone, because mm -hmm. if you're talking of spirits, people who have been dead for centuries or dead for years, they look at this one, they don't know what it is. Right. But if they come close to it, if you come close to it, your energy is going to allow it to move. You know, your energy is going to allow it to move. Your, their curiosity, you know, if they're that powerful, they're not thinking off the walls and so forth and so on, uh. they're going to look at this doll. They're going to be like, I've never seen anything like this. They're going to look at the phone. We put the, uh, what are those things called? It has lights on. <laughs> we set it down and it goes off. And oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. We don't hold those because, you know, you have a tendency to kind of squeeze and make, right. the, make the monitor go off. We set those down. So when it moves, there's no electricity or anything around. Now we have something to build on. Not only did it touch a dog, not only did the lights come on, now we have a faint hello, or get out, or mm -hmm. my name, or it stops right there. It didn't have enough energy to say my name is so and so. Right. So right. it only gets to a certain point. To me, that's proof. I, I don't yeah, need there's something going <laughs> you know, on. There's sure. something yeah. going on here. Yeah. Know? My only fear in life is spiders. Okay. I've had a, I had a tarantula thrown on me when I was young. I was a delivery driver. Uh -huh. Just a real quick story. I was delivering pizzas to this one house, and I go to the house, and the mom says, I'll be right back. So I'm standing in the door with the door open. A little girl comes down. She's about eight years old. Says, you want to see what I got? So, of course, you want to be sure. You yeah, know, right, you sure, yeah. So, she brings down three bags. The first bag she has a, it's like a gerbil, the bigger of the two, I think. It's like a big gerbil. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, okay, what do you name it? Blah, blah, blah. She gave me the name. She put it back. Then she pulls out this little, I guess it was a hamster, okay. which was smaller. And mm -hmm. she's like, well, yeah, you know, this is so and so. And she holds them back up. I'm like, that's nice. And she said, you want to see what else I got? I'm like, sure. So, as I'm bending down, all I see is this. Oh. And I felt. That's what I felt. Oh. And, and she's laughing just like you. And I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, what? What's wrong? And I went to look down, and it was a brown tarantula. Oof. And when I went down, it hit me like my face. Uh. And in one motion, I was like, ah. oh, wow. Threw it up against the house. And, you know, they go, I left the pizza. I left everything <laughs> right there. I'm not laughing at you. No, I'm no, laughing no. at the situation. No, I'm laughing at me now. Yeah. Because it's funny now. But, of course, I look oh. around and make sure. But. I went back to the job and they called and said, hey, you know, we're going to sue. That's a $250 spot. 
I don't care. Yeah, you, you threw, threw that, it on me, right? A, yeah. Now, this wasn't no ordinary tarantula. This was a bird eating. Oh, yeah, no, 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 thing no. Think no, the size no. of a dinner plate. My friend had one of those. I was like, nope. Dude, when they th- when she threw that out, I looked for her today. I said, if I see you, <laughs> 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 I'm going to shake you. But so ever since then, I was never able to get over that. So I can't look at them on a book, TV, nothing. I, I don't deal with tarantulas at all. Right, no sure, way, shape, yeah. Before. So yeah. other than that, I mean, uh, I don't like snakes either, but still, I don't want to. I'll, wanna, I'll stomp on spiders. You take on the raccoons. We'll, we'll be all right. Oh, that's not like a tag team. I can definitely do that. <laughs> no problem. Again, this is a weird thing with Bigfoot things. People say once you see one, you might have seen them again go up. I don't know why, and I don't know if you want to heal that. No, because, again, I'm, I'm kind of straddling the, straddling the railing here to say, yeah. you know what? I had problems sleeping. I had problems eating, but we'll... Well, that end with my first encounter. Maybe right. that's just something, the initial, just like if you see anything else, if you see someone, you know, God forbid, you see someone take someone's life or you see someone, you know, die, it's going to do something to you. When you see that again, you might be like, oh, okay, I feel bad. When you're talking about a Sasquatch, if in fact that's what that was, again, I can't think of anything else that it would have been. Right, right. If in it, fact it, that was a Sasquatch and that's what I saw, I'm okay. I think, I think I'm going to be okay and seeing that. I think I'll be able to sleep and, you know, maybe eat some Doritos or something. Uh, yeah. I think I'll be okay. So, looking forward to it. I was, I took, a friend's girlfriend wanted to come with us on a hike and I was telling her, I said, think about this and I've been into some scary stuff. I said, it's only ever touched me once <laughs> and it's, it's kind of, a little bit similar to your story. I was hiking with three guys, a Bigfoot witness and, and my investigation partner and me. Mm-hmm. My partner was up front. I was in the middle. The witness was behind me. We were coming down a hill. He showed us where he had seen all this Bigfoot activity and stuff. Dead of night. I'm wearing a, a pack with a bunch of equipment in it. I can feel, like, if you can imagine a hand grabbing the material of that pack where you can kind of feel it gather and, yeah. and feel the, the, the straps mm-hmm. and yank down. Like, wow. pull me like that. I thought it was a guy behind me. I turned around mad at him, like, <laughs> yeah. ready to say, don't do that. Right, like, right, right. I got MS. I can fall down easy, you know? Right, right. And, uh, he faced me behind me rolling a cigarette. It wasn't him. <laughs> now, I don't, I don't think a big hairy hand came out of the bush and did that, but I think what, it's like whatever happens on ghost investigations where people get poked yeah. or, or grabbed or yeah. stuff. So, it definitely happens. Somehow this stuff is related. I don't know how. I mean, that's just, again, that's just my feeling. I, right, I think right. I think it's somehow related. I've used those ghost boxes in actually not far from here. There's a park where I found a bunch of weird tree structures and stuff. I've actually used those ghost boxes in mm-hmm. tree structures and gotten replies. Replies, really? Yeah, okay. that makes sense. Because I, I sat there and I said, "What? What is the purpose of these things?" Mm-hmm. I asked a bunch of questions, but. Right. That was the only question I got a clear response to all day, and it said spiritual. It came back right away. There you go. Spiritual. <laughs> so that made me think, like, are they, is that some kind of totem for them? Or is that right, some kind of, like, right. religious marker? Or does that mark out sacred space? I, you know, I don't know. But it, it was the only clear response I got out all day. Now, again, it could be nothing. But, but, but again, it could be something. Yeah, yeah. I would love to get to the bottom of it to find out exactly, again, what I saw, what it is, how is this linked? Is it linked to anything? Is this mm. Nephilim? Is this UFO? What exactly is this phenomenon that we call Sasquatch and Bigfoot? What exactly is it? I would love to find that out. Yeah. I don't know if we ever will. No, I, Not I, in our lifetime. I, I, that's what I said. I, I, I decided some time ago, 
I'm probably not going to figure it out. You're probably not going to figure it out. But it's interesting looking into it, and it's, very, it's yeah, it's very, it's very very compelling. Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. For this. I Thank appreciate you. you you talking with me, man. I don't yeah. mind. I, don't, I really appreciate it. Last week we did our cave show. We did. And then we did a patron show for mm. our patrons based on the area around the Switwire Creek there and Indian Echo Caverns. We talked about the weird stuff. And I dug up a pretty cool article about a possible flannel man, the headless woodchopper, and a whole bunch of other neat articles in the area. And that was a patron episode. Some people ask sometimes, you know, why did the numbers skip? Why didn't the numbers go? Well, the, those are patron episodes. And if you want to get every episode of Strange Familiars and you want to help us make the podcast, you can become a patron too at Patreon. It's patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. $3 a month gets you full extra episodes of Strange Familiars. We do at least one every month. Often we do more. There are other levels of support at Patreon. You can go check them all out at patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. You can get things like t-shirts, copies of my books, art, stickers, and pins, and more. Again, that's patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. If you want to help and you don't like the idea of a monthly subscription like Patreon, you can do a one-time PayPal donation. Go to strangefamiliars.com, look under the show notes for the paypal.me link. You can click that, and that'll take you to PayPal where you can make a one-time donation. Everyone can help by sharing the show on social media, by liking and subscribing wherever you're listening, whatever podcatcher you use, and by leaving us those nice five-star reviews, which help get the show in front of new potential listeners. Photo of the week. You're going to have to explain what a Neptune party is. Well, basically, like, sort of like a passion play for the mermaid set. (laughs) They used to have these, like, sort of elaborate theatrical productions, like, on the beach. So this is a seaside sort of pageant? Yeah, where they, like, crown, like, kind of like the, the king of the sea. And so people would dress up in these elaborate costumes that were frequently um sea themed like i had one before that had a big sign that said it was like an anti-land lovers <laughs> neptune party this one i think this is the king and queen of the neptune party there's a skull in the background and he's wearing a long white beard and a crown he looks a little bit like um the ice king yeah he from, looks, like, I was he looks say, a lot like the ice king yeah, looks like the ice king for adventure time <laughs> what year would you put this photo in that's silver gelatin so Maybe uh, teens, probably. What's the skull? Oh, is that like a, maybe like a pirate theme? The yeah, thing? yeah. Okay. So these are curtains, and there's like there's more than one skull and crossbones on the curtain. That okay. They always have like fantastic little skulls or mermen or seashell themed things, and very very cool. I can't imagine there's a ton of Neptune party photos out there. Mm-hmm. You can have a Neptune party tonight. Ha, 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 ha.
If you go to the show notes under this episode, there'll be an image of this photo. You can click on that. It'll take you to our Etsy shop where you can purchase this Neptune party photo for $50. Mm -hmm. While you're at our Etsy shop, check out all the artwork I put up over the past few days. Lots of stuff from my fourth book, Don't Look Behind You. The good news is there's smaller pieces there, so people can get some artwork for, you know, relatively cheaper. And then there's more expensive pieces as well. It's Etsy shop name Lost Grave. You can also find it in the show notes. If you support our Etsy shop, it helps support the podcast as well. It's all one big pot. It all goes together. So thanks, everybody, who's been very supportive. The photos of the week have been doing well. And uh, I've been selling some artwork as well. So thanks, everybody, for all the support. And thank you for listening. We'll be back soon with more Strange Familiars. Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Holler Arts, music, books, art, podcasts, and more, darkhollerarts.com. Intro and background music is by Stone Breath. Go to stonebreath.bandcamp.com for more. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangefamiliars, where you can also join the Strange Familiars Gathering Group, and we are on Instagram at strangefamiliars.
how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.